listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. My name is Clark Rockfall, and I am one of your hosts and the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And I am joined by... I am Swatha Nandakumar. I am ACB's Advocacy Specialist. And Swatha, before we jump into the hodgepodge of recent events that is today's advocacy update, uh, we have another item to plug, much like we, we have been and we will continue to do as we lead into this summer. And that, of course, is the... The convention. The ACB Annual Conference and Convention. Uh, if you haven't heard it before, well, folks, registration is now open. You can visit acbconvention.org. Uh, registration is available. Swatha, uh, folks can register until? June 16th. That is right. And that is for in-person, hybrid, and virtual participation options. If you are joining us in person in the great state of Illinois, uh, this convention will be held in Schaumburg, Illinois, and the hotel block for the Renaissance in Schaumburg, the Hotel Convention Center. That is available through June 8th. That's right. So Swatha, that's that's coming up in a hurry, right? One week? Yeah, one week. Wow, so soon. And and yeah. <laughs> it is right around the corner. So I know that we are excited for this year's convention. We hope all of you are as well. We've had some podcasts to preview the convention with our convention coordinator, Janet Dickelman, as well as the audio description project, co-chair Kim Charlson and ADP coordinator, Tabitha Kenlon. Uh, Swatha, uh, one more time for the new listeners, what are you looking forward to the most at this summer's convention? Oh, much like every convention, it's just game seal of all the folks that I've seen in the year. So, you know, all the members I met, met on Zoom and met online and I met in, um, you know, ACB next gen, all, all the people I could see in person. So, Clark, how are you? I am right there with you. And, you know, there's a lot at ACB um, that we are able to do and that we have accomplished here in the, the virtual environment. Uh, just look at this podcast, for example. But there is something totally different about being able to connect with our members and our affiliate leadership and our board members and our committee members in person. Um, okay. We got it. Yeah. We got okay. a taste of that at the DC leadership conference and uh, we want more folks. We want to, we want to meet all of you in person and hear about the advocacy work that you are doing. So please join us in Schaumburg. Anything else to add about the convention, Swatha? Please join us. We're looking forward to see you. We're looking forward to see you. Get hyped. That's right. Get hyped, as the kids say. <laughs> so again, uh, check out acbconvention.org. Uh, and let's jump into it. So Swatha, what is the topic of our podcast today? So this is just a hodgepodge of all things that um, we did we did recently and it was in May. Um, it's kind of, you know, some, 
start summer's um summer is starting we're gonna, gonna get on the convention so that's just cool recap what we've done we've done so far so um on low accessibility awareness day on may 18th um we but we, we had a video um on our social media a special special video um celebrating gad and celebrating um what access what access means to our members especially with multiple disabilities so me i was there um with clark and dan and carson from our um site and sound impaired committee so we all video on what access means to us that's right, Swatha. And I really liked uh, this year's video for Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which is, it's available linked in dots and dashes this week, but it's also on our YouTube channel and on our other social media platforms. So if you haven't uh, listened to it or seen it, please check it out. Uh, but this really built off of a, a panel that was done from this year's DC Leadership Conference related to deafblind advocacy. And here we are entering the month of June. Uh, Deafblind Awareness Week is coming up later this month. Helen Keller's uh, birthday is later this month as well. But we know that our members uh, are not only, you know, yes, our members have multiple disabilities, but they're not all dual sensory loss, right? That is certainly an aspect of our population, but we have many members within ACB that have uh, multiple disabilities and their needs are not all identical to the rest of us. Yes, we have vision loss and blindness in common, but there are uh, some aspects of the tools and resources that I might use that might be different than what Carl Richardson uses or Swatha than what is helpful for you. Yep, absolutely. And so this video is highlighting what differences are and making sure that we all advocate for access to everyone on this GAD day. GAD day. Uh, that might be, there's two Ds there. It's, you yeah. already got the D and GAD, and then you're adding uh, day. Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Day, day. Day. Yes, it's right, because it sounds, it sounds great. So let's make it over. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds great. Let's do it. Let's do it that way. Have a good day. And it, I mean, this Global Accessibility Awareness Day, there is a lot going on this year. Not a, not everything's convention here, folks. Uh, ACV is still still working, leading up to the convention as well. And another uh, item related to Global Accessibility Awareness Day, but also highlighting our advocacy work for online accessibility and digital inclusion was a, a letter that was signed by more than 50 disability rights organizations um, that was highlighting the, the need for laws and regulations around online accessibility. And uh, this was led by our kind of working group on our website and software applications accessibility act, one of ACB's legislative imperatives. So ACB, along with the American Foundation for the Blind, the National Federation of the Blind, and National Disability Rights Network, uh, three blindness organizations and one cross-disability organizations 
But that's not all. Swatha, we had uh, organizations representing other aspects of the disability community join us in this open letter as well. Yeah. So this year, we're willing to highlight all the access, all the access that um, all the access needs of our of of the disability community. Not not make make sure it's not just a blind 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 issue. So that's right. Because if we can build a a broad and strong coalition, it really improves our chances of moving these priorities forward, whether that's legislation or regulation to enhance uh, online accessibility and digital inclusion. So several deaf and hard of hearing organizations joined us. Uh, Communications First, uh, an organization that represents those with uh, speech uh, impairments, organizations representing individuals with cognitive, intellectual, mobility, and dexterity disabilities all joined in this effort as well. Yep. And it's not just, not just us folks. Um, also on GAD, um, two former legislators work with, um, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, and um, the, Honorable, the Honorable Tony Coelho, who... Um, is is the father of the of the ADA that um wrote an open letter, a joint letter, um asking for these for these kinds of laws and regulations to be passed and to have to have like some um more um um legislation and regulations around accessibility to bring the ADA, although this both not meant ADA to the to a new, to a new age. So. That's right. And uh, Swatha and I were both part of a, a meeting that took place with the Honorable Tony Quello and former Speaker Gingrich back in April. Um, we got to, to hear some, some old war stories from those two who were colleagues and worked together on the passage and implementation of the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, but also have a conversation and really drive the understanding that you know, physical access was the paramount advocacy fight in the 20th century. Um, you know, the ADA was passed more than 30 years ago, but here in the 21st century, it's information access, even for transportation services, for mm-hmm. education, employment, healthcare. Uh, certainly we all experienced this throughout the, the pandemic and it's only accelerating. So it was really exciting to have uh, both the Honorable Tony Quello as well as former Speaker Gingrich uh, sh- talking with us about these issues, sharing their understanding about uh, the, the challenges that we're all facing uh, but also underscoring the opportunities that lie ahead for uh, the United States Congress to take a global lead on driving accessibility and inclusion um, into the, the digital age. And it really shows how this issue, this issue is not just Democratic Republican issues, but really it's an issue about that the party lines is a moral issue of what, of what um, Kinger said. So. Really, really striking how um, this can be achieved, um, not just by one party. So, yeah, that that was really exciting. Um, 
you know, we, we often think of disability rights issues being a, a partisan issue. Uh, but when we're able to get stuff done, it's because it's been done on a bipartisan basis. So really exciting uh, having Speaker Gingrich, you know, share share his understanding of accessibility as a moral imperative, uh, and lending his voice to this cause as well. So Swatha, we we've touched on what we've done. In terms of ACB in house, what we're doing, the advocacy we're doing with other organizations, as well as the the open letter uh, to Congress by Tony Quello and Newt Gingrich, but that's not all. Uh, there is also meetings and outreach with the White House and the Department of Justice. So, Swatha, I'll, I'll turn this one to you. But we actually had a really exciting meeting at the Executive Office. Um, the executive office building right next to the White House on Global Accessibility Awareness Day, May 18th. Yeah, so our four organizations, um, NFB, AFB, and um, NDRN, as Claude mentioned earlier, um, and um, deaf, organizations representing the deaf community and um, the broad, broad split community um, met with um, the White House Just Cause Council and the Office of Engagement um, to kind of outline the need for these regulations to be kind of implemented and come to fruition. So we really just highlighted our, highlight our cause of accessibility and they really understood us and they got um, on board. So it was a great meeting. It was a great meeting. Uh, there was lots of uh, audible sounds of comprehension and understanding a bit more than I anticipated from a, a room of seasoned, uh, you know, political, yeah. I don't want to say operatives because that sounds sleazy, skeezy, right? But, yeah. you know, professionals here in, in the district, you know, political professionals, policy professionals, um, and not only from the Domestic Policy Council and the, the Office of Public Outreach, but also the National Security Council, the Department of Justice, and others. So it was the, you know, exactly the people that we want to speak with about moving forward Title II and Title III website accessibility regulations under the Americans with Disabilities Act. It was exactly the right people we wanted to be speaking with about mm-hmm the federal agencies moving forward with uh, refreshing and modernizing um, the Section 504 regulations under the Rehabilitation Act to ensure they include uh, digital and online accessibility. And we, we made our points loud and clear that this all needs to be done by the end of 2024 within the current uh, Biden-Harris administration. Yeah, it also it's also exciting that we're now being at you know, at the table with the right, right people and not just like outside and waiting for them to come to talk to us. So that's right. And many many folks uh, with disabilities, including blindness, uh, were representing uh, the the various agencies and committees and councils within the administration as well, which is always uh, always excited that it's people with disabilities. Uh, being included. 
So uh, in addition to the White House meeting on Global Accessibility Awareness Day, the Department of Justice, uh, Office of Civil Rights and Disability Rights Section, held a very large listening session with the, the disability community on Friday, May 19th. This was not specific to uh, digital accessibility, uh, but that certainly was a, a main topic that we brought forward with our partners. But the, the meeting in general was more for uh, disability advocates, uh, us as your representatives, to bring forward uh, issues that DOJ needs to be aware of or issues that they need to uh, continue to work and, and bring to completion. So yes, we talked about Title II and Title III website accessibility rulemakings again. Yes, we talked about uh, the Section 508 government federal government accessibility reports and the needs for those to be done on a, a regular basis. Uh, but Swatha, we touched on a, a few other items in that meeting as well. Yeah, so one of the items we touched on was on the public rights of way accessibility guidelines. Um, so what these are is they are um, oh, yeah, they are um, guidelines that would cover the pedestrian environment. So all things like street corners and um, curb cuts and pedestrian signals, all that would be covered by these new guidelines that need to be and um. You really highly, highly need for um, like following Chicago and New York's lawsuits and the full success of their um, need for these guidelines to be adopted and to be um, regulations and rules. So, so, so we may um, just not, ha- not have to go city by city as, we, as we've done so far and um, putting accessible signals. So, yeah, so uh, as those guidelines are completed by the access board. We need them to become enforceable regulations by the Department of Justice and Department of Transportation to provide that, you know, that, that national framework. Because as Swatha said, we don't want to play whack-a-mole going city by city. Uh, we just want this to be the, the law of the land. So unfortunately, due to uh, accessibility accommodations uh, needs, our meeting started a little late ran a little long, and there were many items that we did not even get to. So fortunately, the conversation will continue, and we will be able to raise additional items to ensure that the focus of the disability rights section at the Department of Justice is where uh, we need it to be on behalf of all of you, all of our members and the broader community. Uh, But Swatha, so far we've talked about a, a whole lot of talking and, and letter writing, but there's actually been some stuff, some concrete stuff that's been happening as well when it comes to uh, you know, making the world a, a more accessible, certainly inclusive digital space. Yeah, so um, um, a couple of weeks ago on the Department of Justice and Education released an open an, a, Joint letter, um, a dear cog letter, on um, accessibility. The um, in colleges and universities. So, um, kind of following the um, the 
access and the um, issues with um, colleges like University, University of Berkeley and their online platform or on the Los Angeles Community College, Community College, Community College District. Um, these these um, these issues with those especially on those fronts. Um, the DOJ and Department of Ed um, released a letter um, clarifying that colleges are obligated are obligated to provide provide meaningful 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 access meaningful access to um, students and to the wider um community community wants to access access these um products so. Can clarify the the right their obligations and the rights of their, and the rights of students to get 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 the, get the access they deserve. That's right. Uh, we don't need uh, new laws or new regulations for colleges and universities to provide meaningful access and effective communications for students with disabilities. Those. Those already exist, folks. Um, so we are we're thankful for the Department of Justice and Department of Education uh, for making this a bit more clear for those that just don't seem to understand that students need access. They need to access their course materials. And this ties into another item. If it's online coursework, online classes or presentations or videos, we need access to that too. And that follows uh, an announcement. I, I guess it's highlighted, not that it follows it, but it's, that access is highlighted by an announcement from the Federal Communications Commission that they will be moving forward with a notice of proposed rulemaking and report and order on the accessibility of video conferencing services. Uh, so all of those who participate in the ACB community, uh, we'll plug it here and again in a moment, but all of you attending the virtual and hybrid portions of this summer's uh, annual conference and convention podcast. Uh, and, and how you access the podcast, or at least how we're recording it, right? This is all yeah. done over video conferencing services. Um, video conferencing services are advanced communication services and advanced communication services, text, audio, and video are regulated by the Federal Communications Commission. So the FCC has already created regulations on text communications and audio communications. Even though video conferencing is covered, there aren't the specific regulations for video conferencing like there are for text and audio yet. Uh, but this signal, this press release from the Federal Communications Commission uh, lets us know that those are coming. This is something that we've been advocating for for quite some time. Uh, it was included in the Communications and Video Accessibility Act, and it's included again in our legislative imperative, the Communications Video and Technology Accessibility Act, or the CVTA. Oh, it would be a great day if we could remove the video conferencing section from the CVTA and make the bill a little bit smaller. So the FCC has the authority to do that. 
Now the, the devil will be in the details. We haven't seen any uh, draft language from the FCC yet. This has not appeared for a vote on their open meeting agenda yet, uh, but we're, we're excited that they are moving forward with the accessibility of video conferencing services. And, oh, I'm, I'm fumbling this segue here, but again, video conferencing services, that's what we use for the virtual and hybrid portion of the convention. And if you're joining our podcast late, Swatha, what's going on with the ACB annual conference and convention this summer? So it is June 30th to July 7th. Um, it, it's in Schaumburg, Illinois, near where I, near where I grew up in Naperville, Illinois. Um, so this year, um, registration is open for, um, you'd register for anyone who's member, member, non-member, anyone can register now, um, closes, um, June 16th and the room block, if you're joining the person will be, um, closing, um, on June 8th, so next week. So, like any of the act, Clark? Oh man, it's just a, a jam packed agenda. The, the agenda is so full, we couldn't even contain it, Swatha, to the in-person and hybrid dates. Um, there'll be virtual content beginning the week of June 19th. Now, that's where we'll handle constitution and bylaws and resolutions, um, getting, getting all of the, the business stuff out of the way. But there'll also be the ADP conference mm-hmm. and other uh, affiliates, special interest affiliates holding meetings virtually as well. Um, But that's just so we can have more fun in person once we all get to Schomburg, right? Yes. Yeah. Just for for a plug in for my my session on 22nd June, um, I'll be speaking on next on a next generation next gen panel um, on self advocacy. So if you want to come here and talk more, ramble more, you can come hear me on June 22nd at 2.30 Central Time. Nice plug. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're very excited uh, to be joined, of course, by so many vendors and, uh, you know, corporate partners who are joining us for uh, listening sessions, focus groups, uh, breakfasts to share the work that they're doing, but also to hear from all of you. So again, please register uh, by visiting acbconvention.org and join us for the 2023 ACB Annual Conference and Convention. Well, Swatha, this is just a quick hodgepodge podcast uh, that we have here today. And thank you to everyone, either listening, streaming, downloading via your favorite podcast player, as all of all, as well as all of you out there in ACB media land. Of course, if you'd like to learn more about the American Council of the Blind, you can visit our website at acb.org. And if you have an advocacy-related question, please reach out to Swatha and me at advocacy at acb.org. And uh, now through June and into the convention, uh, we'll keep doing what we're doing. And Swatha, that is... He's advocating. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. 
To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org. Thank you.